When I go to parties, I mess with people all the time. So they ask me, what do I do? I'm like, well, what do you mean, what do I do? And they're like, well, what do you do for a living? Like, what do you do for work? I'm like, oh, work? I retired 20 years ago. And they're like, what do you mean you retired? I'm like, because my work is truly my playground. And then they ask after that, well, what do you do then? I'm like, my purpose, my true joy is for people to get rid of their blocks and get out of their own way. Because most people are not living their best life and I want them to get there. And that is who I am. That is my purpose. And then it intrigues them like, what does that mean? Then they wanna know my story, right? I wanna be able to come to the pearly gates someday in front of God and he can say to me, my good and diligent servant, you have done well with your life. That I've used my light for me to get people to get, you are living so below where you, you can go. Get rid of these blocks. Get rid of this crap you're saying to yourself. And that's who I am. And that's how I serve. And it gets me giddy. It gets me up every morning. It gets me giddy about my day. The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome back to the Conquer Approach. I appreciate you for tuning in. Today, I have a powerhouse, Jennifer Watson. She's an integrative physical therapist, a health, soul, and leadership coach, breakthrough inspirational speaker and entrepreneur. She works with high achieving women and men to achieve the optimal health, leadership, and mental wellness that they desire. With 18 years of experience, she's an expert in self-empowerment, mental wellness, post-traumatic growth, and leadership. She inspires those to unleash their potential and performance in all areas of life. Miss Watson is the owner of Jennifer Watson Leadership and Watson Wellness, and she's also the host of the Soul Purpose Leadership Podcast. Thank you, Jennifer, for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Musa. I, I love being with you and just being in your light, and I'm honored to be here and hopefully serve your, your listeners well. Absolutely, and likewise, I receive your light just off the moment we got onto the call the energy shifted. So just be aware how you shift the energy wherever you're at, even if it's virtually. And I think that's just so powerful when, you, when you're truly stepping into your purpose and your leadership. It's so noticeable. Even if people aren't aware, mm -hmm. I was aware of it mm -hmm. and I noticed it. So thank you for being awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I, I received that. And I think it's important for all of us and all you listeners to know that part of being a really great giver is receiving when people say things about you that are hopefully moving and shifting the world. And I totally received that, Musa. And I'm here to continue to let, you know, shine my light the best way I can. So thank you. Absolutely. And let's get into some of the great things that you continuously help people with. You've been extremely successful for the last long many years <laughs> and you have a really powerful story that I think kind of led to being such an impactful leader that you are uh, and you faced depression and you know many people in the world are facing depression you know more than ever I feel and it's continually to go upward it's uptaking in a 
in a trajectory that we don't want to go. Uh, and I just wanted to ask because because you navigated through that, yeah. and now you're leading many many people. You're a successful physical therapist, and you and you got a lot of things going on, helping a lot of people. How did you navigate through all of that depression mm. to get to the other side, becoming so empowered? Thank you. That that is such a great question, and all of you listeners that are hearing this, I, I hope you really hear me on this. You know, a lot of us have a lot of different successes. I've had a lot of, I'll call them superficial successes. And I want to be really forthright, Musa. I've been so honored to have those successes. But anyone that interviews me, I don't care who it is, they often ask me what my greatest success has been. And every day of the week and twice on Sunday, it is healing my brain. Truly healing my brain and navigating through the depths of actually going from a state of depression, anxiety, hopelessness, helplessness to something that was a powerhouse for myself and for the glory of why I am here to use my gifts to serve the world. How did I do that? You know, there's so many beautiful things out there, Musa, to help people really support them in their, I'll call it their mental wellness journey. And it's so pivotal. Mindset, mental wellness, however you guys actually call it, it's so necessary for any area of life that you want to succeed in. But we all know it's getting out there. The platform's getting out there of all these different tools to help people. And I'm so thankful for that because it was behind the screens and something to be ashamed about for many, many years. And we're finally moving it forward to give people tools. And there are a lot of great tools out there. I utilized so many different tools. And I'm going to tell you guys, sometimes it felt like I was using a butter knife to kind of slash through the jungle. As I found the nuances, the modalities, the things that worked best for me. But I'm going to tell you this, the number one thing that's going to help all of you, all of you is looking at depression, anxiety, if it's something you have and not shaming yourself for it. Shame stops you from doing anything about it, okay? Shame stops you from thinking, what can you do in a hopeful way to move into a space that you're supposed to be? Shame will stop you all the time. And once I realized that I have to reach out and tell my story, even if it was to a close friend, a family member, it doesn't matter. I did it on a TEDx stage. <laughs> I kind of went all out, you know? But when I was able to take my depression and pull it out of the closet of this shame and thought I'd be rejected and pull it out of the closet. It had no longer any power over me. And I did it once, then it got easier. Then all of a sudden I started reaching for help and using all these other tools, you guys, that are out there to help with mental wellness. So if there's anything I can tell you to start with and not be overwhelmed with 20 things to start with, take one tiny step and tell one person that you trust, that you feel safe to tell this to, and watch the domino effect be created. It no longer has power over you when you're willing to step in courage and share with someone that you're struggling. And from there, there's many of the realities we can talk about, Musa, but that was my big thing. And when I did that, when I stepped out, I was also showing huge self-love, okay, and huge self-empathy, that I could forgive myself, love myself in spite of cracks in me things in me I didn't really like. And once I did that, that transcended me to be a lot more empathetic for all my people out there that needed me as a coach, as a speaker, as an entrepreneur. So it's just domino effect and everything in, in your life. So I would encourage all of you to really look at, are you shaming yourself? Are you keeping yourself hidden? 
just by stepping out just a just a hair with one person it will explode the energy into the direction of love joy and hope again and that's where i had to start that's so powerful and i feel like because you were honest with yourself that there was an issue i think that really makes it uh the first step into actually opening up or or confiding into that person who you trust Mm -hmm. because i saw all the time in the military where people would have depression high functioning depression right they're they're making it happen they're successful in work however after work they're drinking so they can calm down until they get back to work and and things like of that nature and i saw it again and again and it was it was something that I, I noticed that you talked about before where you had, you were, you were overachieving. Mm-hmm. However, you were still dealing with depression mm-hmm. and how we use so many modalities, including work mm-hmm. and, you know, busyness as a distraction yeah. to really dealing with it and yeah. doing what you're practicing with healing the brain daily. Yeah. You know, so how, how is that like a band-aid distractions and overwork and overachieving and busyness how do we use that as a distraction covering up the true wound because most of that you're doing to get accolades from everybody else because you actually think you're a pile of crap okay that's you guys are really want you to get that you are looking for accolades success pay raises um, more speaking gigs, whatever it is that you find is quote successful, because you're trying to offset that you think you suck. Okay. And you don't want anybody to know that. And you're actually deathly scared that you're going to be rejected for it. Okay. It, I always tell people success is not courageous. Success is not courageous. Okay. I see a lot of high ambitious people use success as a band aid. Okay. Success is courageous. Once you get courageous about stepping unapologetically, that's a big word that a lot of people use now, but I don't think they totally understand everything, all that you are, the good, the bad, the ugly, and show it to everyone, show it to everyone. The amount of healing that happens, right? You go from shame to realizing I'm this great person, cracks and all, but also letting people see all of you allows you to actually dial in all the great nuances of you when you're constantly covering up with successes musa okay you're just getting it just for pats on the back but you're not dealing with all the crap that you have inside nor all the ways that you can evolve and actually show all the nuances of you because you're spending so much time covering things up when i started being willing to share and not just be so worried about the successes i not only started healing what i said getting out of the closet and actually not letting have power me but i started seeing new um, creative things that were I was really good at, some new gifts I had because I was letting my full expression come too. You can't get the full expression of yourself if you're spending 20, you know, 80% of your day covering up. Does that make sense? Even your good stuff is being covered up. You can't fully tap into all your gifts, all your purposes when you're covering things up majority of the day. You can't shine your light appropriately. You guys really, mm-hmm. really get that. And also know too, this is a real side note that I want to mention, Musa, when you're feeling shame and guilt and fear of rejection and all, you know, all these quote negative energies, they're really low frequency, okay? Your truest self is up here, high, high frequency, joy, peace, 
enlightenment, doing your path, your purpose. These two aren't matching. When you're here, you can't be high up in that enlightenment state. So all this at the bottom, you guys, that you're telling yourself that you're shamed about, that you're going to be rejected for, that you have to do all these successes to off or you know negate what you're feeling, it is a lie. It's a lie. Once you have all this negative stuff down, it is a lie. It's a lie you've been telling yourself for a while, whether it be I can't get better, whether it be I'm a piece of junk because I do have depression, whatever it is, you're, it is a lie, okay? It is a lie. It's a, the lowest frequency of you. It's not where you're supposed to be. Joy, peace, elevating to your true truth is up here, up into this highest level, you guys. I know you can't see me. I'm kind of using my hands a lot. I'm a hand speaker. But it's really understanding when you're feeling that depression, for you to get to the next level so you can be in the highest version of yourself is knowing this down here is a lie. You're feeding yourself a lie that people are not going to understand you, that people are not going to fully accept you, that people um, are not going to see all the gifts despite all the things that you've screwed up in. They will because we've all been there. <laughs> and the ones that don't accept you, side note, it doesn't matter. They're not your people. There's seven and a half billion people in the world. Not everybody's going to accept you. Okay. Just, I always say, get over that. Not everybody's going to accept me. But the people that do are my people, right? So going back to what you're, you're asking too about using success, it's, it's, it's a way of patching to get all the feel goods because we don't like ourselves, okay? For whatever reason, until we pull that to the surface, let people see all of us. So not only we can get that out of the dark and not let it have power over us, but all of our real gifts can actually come and be fully expressed instead of faking it till we make it and hammering it down with this like fake facade where no one's seeing anything true of us. Okay, then the success has become, I love it. It's just icing on the cake. Like my clinics, my businesses are icing on the cake, Musa. They're icing on the cake because now I get to be all of me. I always say I would be great running for president because all my stuff I've already let out of the, of the, of the closet. <laughs> you couldn't find anything new on me because I've, I don't let it have that power over me. I'm here to be real. I'm here to tell you my mistakes and what I did wrong, the things I learned and how I'm now enlightened more. And I can express myself more than ever with my gifts. You know, all these successes that I have are just icing on the cake and you can have it too. So stop using successes as a way of band-aiding yourself because finally it will explode. Whether it be, you know, you have literally a nervous breakdown, I pretty much did, <laughs> or you actually decide now you're done. And I want you to get it sooner than I did, okay? Because the life that you want is yours, but stop using this stuff for band-aids. It's not giving anything to you. You're not actually showing up in your full light. You've got to show them all of you. And then your full expression, the things you learn from your crap and the gifts that you have can fully be expressed now because you don't care. Be unapologetically you. It is the greatest act of courage, you guys. Being successful is not courageous. Stepping into who you really are and letting everybody see your crap is the most courageous thing you will ever do. Step into the freaking arena, okay? What is that famous you know, poem by you know, Theodore Roosevelt about the man in the, in the arena? Mm -hmm. He's marred with blood and sweat and tears. And you know why everybody respect him? Not because of his successes. It, it, it's more because he got into the freaking arena. He didn't know how it was going to turn out. He might, might fail a lot. He might succeed. But we honor him because he's real. And he at least is standing in the freaking arena. Mm -hmm. You've got to be willing to stand into the arena of your life, you guys. Take the good and the bad. 
Again, not everybody's going to like you. Who cares? The ones that do are going to pick up what you're putting down and elevate you. Stop hiding this stuff because you're suppressing your gifts. Stop using your successes, you guys, as a Band-Aid. You think it's courageous. It's not courageous. It's courageous to stand in the arena, all of you, not knowing what may happen. Someone might reject you. Someone, you might fail. There's so much transcendence, Musa. I can't say that enough. That happens when you get that. Be the man, be the woman in the arena that is stepping out of your shadow and let everybody see all of you and watch the magic happen. <laughs> I resonate with that so deeply because I experienced that mm -hmm. when I was in the military. I was extremely successful mm -hmm. for my first tour. I had all the success that someone can have uh, in the first few years of a submariner tour. Yeah. However, I wasn't expressive. Yeah. I wasn't dealing with the mental health aspect and I was distracting myself with all kinds of things yeah. nothing like drugs or anything i never got into alcohol mm -hmm. however there's so many guises for what we distract ourselves with yeah. and then it manifested in my body in physical issues yeah. right so not only mental breakdown like you mentioned yeah. diseases come from that yes. not just holding it in and that's what i was experiencing mm -hmm. and a lot of it is moving externally like mm -hmm. you mentioned, it, it was going from me, my problem, my pain, mm -hmm. to deal with it in an external way. Yeah. Pats on the back, promotions, you know, accolades, social media, however you want to make yourself look. And it was never dealing with the source of the pain. It was just pretending it wasn't there and pretending and pretending you're just shoving crap under, under a rug and under a rug. Eventually you can't walk on the rug anymore. Yeah. Right. And I love what you just said, Musa, and I'm a neuroscience geek. I can really geek out on your show right now if you want me to Musa, but what people don't get is mentally emotional trauma. Okay. You guys, we can go into what trauma is. It can be something from childhood. It can be, you know, a limiting belief you have. It's something you saw when you're growing up, a generational trauma. We, we have it in our body. We hold it in our body. If we see something bad, we hold it in our body. It is energy. It's different than food energy, but it's energy. Emotional energy is real. What they have found in research, you guys, when we hold certain negative traumas, negative emotion, negative energy in certain parts of our body chronically for sustained periods of time. It starts genetically changing the tissue, the system itself, because the energy is in the middle of the DNA trying to repl replicate normally. It starts reverse engineering it into abnormal DNA. They have found huge research, Musa, how mental wellness or you know, sustained mental wellness issues, whatever that looks like for people is highly correlated to heart disease, diabetes, um, cancers, so many different cancers. And when we remove that emotional energy, create mental wellness, emotional wellness, the DNA starts replicating normally again. They've seen this in research, you guys. You can reverse cancer by changing your mindset. You guys, literally, we're seeing this in research. So understand what Musa is saying. When we start really understanding the beauty of shifting our, our mindset, it changes us physically. It changes how we show up in the world. It changes our money. It changes our relationships because our energy now is in this higher frequency state instead of this lower negative emotion that we're holding in our body. I've literally seen people look different 
Musa, literally physically, when they're starting to release emotional trauma. I look at pictures of myself when I had severe depression. I'm like, wow, I can't believe how sad and gray I look and how much younger I looked five years later when I started doing the work. So when people understand that, this is physics to you guys. It not only will get you into this freedom state of, I don't care, I'm unapologetically me, it physically does something to you. It really, truly does. And when, when people really get that, they, they will be on the stage of healing. It takes so much courage to step into that. When I started seeing, side note, Musa, when I started actually telling people my struggle and moving it forward, my money changed. <laughs> started bringing in more authentic money. My relationships started changing because I was being more authentically me. All my gifts were being fanned. Remember, I wasn't holding back my, my negative side. All of a sudden, more of me was being present. You just said my light, my light was being more present. I drew on my, I drew on my more of my people. My relationships changed. My money changed. My career path changed. All because I took care of the demon inside that was holding me back. You guys really get this. This is truly physics of how we can shift things in our life. And once you get that, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Then you're just courageous about everything. And then like I said, the successes, the external ones we're talking about, the ones that you kind of rolled off the tongue when you were introducing me, so that's icing on the cake, okay? When I go to a party, I don't want to hear all the things you actually have done, Musa. I want to know you. I want to know you and your story. I'm actually more interested in that. I'm like, that's great. You have a podcast and that's great. You're, you have a new, uh, you know, entrepreneur job and that's awesome. But I want to know you, what got you where you're at, because that's the need of me and that's the need of you. And when people get that successes are icing on the cake, you guys, it's just a full expression of who you are. My successes now, Musa, are so much more authentic than when I started my first practice and I made a lot of money and I was drinking a bottle of vodka every night. What's the point, Right. Now my successes, when I do have them, the superficial successes, because they're me, they're really me. And everybody has seen fully me. And it feels, you guys, so unbelievably good. You're at an elevated state. <laughs> I love the way you, you brought that in because most of the time when people do meet, it's like, hey, like, what do you do? And people list their job, their profession, accomplishments, all these things. And then, like you said, when, when you get on that deep level, who, who you really are, you know, that's one of the hardest questions to answer Yeah. for someone no, to really say like, who am I? Yeah. Like if you take all the money, take all the titles, take all the accolades, so all the accomplishments out of your life and just clean slate, yeah. like your, your name, everything just clean. Who are you? And that's one of the hardest questions to authentically answer. It is. I always tell people it's an elevator pitch for your life. You know how we talk about like we're supposed to do elevator pitches, you know, two or three minutes long of what do you do? When I go to parties, I mess with people all the time. So they ask me, what do I do? I'm like, well, what do you mean? What do I do? And they're like, well, what do you do for a living? Like, what do you do for work? I'm like, oh, work. I retired 20 years ago. And they're like, what do you mean you retired? I'm like, because my work is truly my playground. And then they ask after that, well, what do you do then? I'm like, my purpose, my true joy is for people to get rid of their blocks and get out of their own way. Because most people are not living their best life and I want them to get there. And that is who I am. That is my purpose. And then it intrigues them. They're like, what does that mean? Then they want to know my story, right? Then you tell them all the good, the bad, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? It, so isn't that like, it is, that's, that's who I am, Musa. I, I'm a person that I want to, I want to be able to come to the pearly gates someday in front of God. And he can say to me, 
my good and diligent servant, you have done well with your life. That I've used my light for me to get people to get, you are living so below where you, you can go. Get rid of these blocks. Get rid of this crap you're saying to yourself. And that's who I am. And that's how I serve. And it gets me giddy. It gets me up every morning. It gets me giddy about my day. <laughs> that's huge because some people just, we're conditioned to just respond. Oh, I do this. I do that. Yeah, right. And cool. that's not who you are. No. I get, that's just your right. source of income at this yeah. moment in, in time, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's not your identity. That's not purpose. And that's why yeah. I love what you do because it's centered around soul purpose. Your yeah. sole purpose wasn't just to be a you know a slave to this company forever or whatever yeah. you, you do. I was in the military and I was a slave for the government. Like that wasn't purpose though. Right, right. Me. Oh yeah. You know, so it, it, it's cool when people shift because some people might not get it. They might think you're being unnecessary or obnoxious. Yeah. However, it's like you have to realize there is a bigger purpose than whatever you do for income. Yeah, absolutely. That's just a source of money. That's it. You know, and it's funny because people always keep asking, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm like, I want to be an influencer for your best life. I want you to be the leader of yourself and lead other people better to leadership. I just want you to get that you're so much more powerful than you ever give yourself credit for. And it's time to start today. And I want to continue to start my day every day. Am I living to my fullest? Am I influencing myself? in the best way so I can influence others to influence themselves in best ways so they can influence others, right? I call myself a speaker and influencer and a coach because I want to use my gifts to influence people to get out of their own way. You're in your own way. We do this all the time and it does not have to be there and it can shift very quickly. You guys starts to get, get rid of the shame, get out of the closet. You guys get out of the closet. It's scary at first, but it's not as scary as you think. The first time I started sharing my story, I got on the TEDx stage, like I said, it's like, holy crap, I was shaking. You know, my speech, you know, my speeches I'd done before that, but I was freaking out because it's my story. And when I got out there and I did, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. And then you, you mm -hmm. share more and then became more myself and more my gifts. And it just started the momentum. Now, like I said, I could be like a politician. The fact that I have everything out there and I could actually run for president without <laughs> nothing out there because everything is out there about me. Because I own my screw-ups and I own my, my story and I also own the other parts of me that make me all great. Because it's all great. At the end of the day, it's all great. You know, I always bring up Musa, and I don't know how many of your listeners are spiritual people or believers. I come from a, you know, a Christian background, so I often use biblical examples. But I look at the stories in the Bible of like some of the greatest leaders some of the greatest leaders in the Bible that God used to serve and further his kingdom. And I look at King David, you know, he was, he's quoted for those of you that don't know a, a, a man after God's own heart. Like he was like this big guy. They're like BFFs, right? Well, he had a guy killed so he could sleep with his wife. You know, <laughs> like that to me, I'm like, that doesn't sound like a really great guy. And remember like God downloading to me, he's like, I use people that have cracks to further my kingdom. <laughs> I'm like, boom, got it. I have cracks. You have cracks. Everyone listening has cracks. So once we can learn from our, our story, our depression, our shame, our darkness, our mistakes or whatever, and allow it to be a lesson to serve people, I am so much more powerful now than I ever was when I kept it in the closet, which by the way, that doesn't mean you have to keep making mistakes, you guys, to learn things. I don't believe that. What I will say, sometimes we have these big things we're hiding 
that is the one thing that's limiting us from the life that we want. And when you understand some of the greatest people that you respect in this world, it doesn't have to be King David, have made some big screw-ups or had some hard things in their life that they've been through. I mean, think about that. So when we get that, maybe they'll help you take a little bit of that step of courage out of the closet and live your best life today. It doesn't have to wait any longer. <laughs> right. And you alluded to it earlier that the reason that we aren't making that shift mm -hmm. is the fear of being rejected or not feeling good enough. Yeah. And from your perspective on this, because I, I believe it's a universal fear. Yeah. Right? We're a species yeah. that requires belonging, yeah. right? And acceptance and connection and love. So fear of rejection is sometimes the under, like the underlining cause of why we don't yeah. open up. Yeah. Because they think, oh, if I tell people what I, who I really am, I won't be accepted. Right. Or they won't like me. And like you mentioned before, if they don't, yeah. that's not your people. Yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> by the way, you guys, that's okay to want to have a community. That is a basic innate human need. Other than sex, food, shelter, water, it, it really is community. So that's why it's really hard for us to step forward because of that rejection piece. Then we're not quote having a community, what you just said. That's why I encourage people one to realize that when you step out, your right people will come. There's seven and a half billion people in the world. Your right people will come one first and foremost, but also know this too, for all my ambitious perfectionist people pleasers that are probably listening. I'm a recovering people pleaser. Okay. Recovering people pleaser. I'm going to say something, you guys. You guys all know about fight, flight, and freeze. Probably all you listeners have heard about that, right? It's their safety mechanisms. It helps keep us safe. Most of the time, as human beings, we can override the system with right tools, okay? Some of those fight, flight, and freeze come from core wounds. This is how I coach people through some of those core wounds. The fourth one is fawning. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Fawning, aka, is people pleasing. I did fawning for years. People pleasing is what we do when we don't want to show our true self or say something that might cause potential rejection. They're going to walk away from us. It's a safety thing. Okay. Fawning equals people pleasing. Okay. I did it for years. Be perfectionist, be people pleasing. Don't rock the boat because if I say something wrong or they see something about me, they're going to reject me and leave me. That was my MO and it led to severe depression, right? And shaming myself. Once I said, there's seven and a half billion people in the world, you guys, this people pleasing is a safety trauma release pattern. And I'm getting that. I had to get a coach kind of help me through that. You guys, sometimes some of this stuff, you do need coaching to get through some of these core wounds that are causing you to continue to do stuff like this, fight, flight, freeze, um, fawning, as I mentioned. But the fawning I'm speaking to you right now, because many of my listeners that are on my show and probably yours are people pleasers. A lot of ambitious leaders are perfectionists and people pleasers. And no, those are trauma responses. Those are a safety response. And once you learn how to override the system, say, thank you, namaste, subconscious brain. But I know this is a safe space to do this, to step out and courage. And again, sometimes techniques are needed and coaches need to help someone do that to gain that support. But just know that your people will come. Stand in the arena. Stop the fawning. Stop the people pleasing because you're living a life that you don't like anyway. How is it working out for you? So say to everybody, how is it working out for you, all these successes you're having? It wasn't working out for me. I was becoming an alcoholic. That's how it was working out for me. Right? Just be honest with yourself. 
do you want to stop the madness? I just stopped fawning and people pleasing and perfections. And let me tell you, it was the most liberating thing I did. And half the friends that I lost weren't even my people anyway. I gained new ones. I gained people that have light like you, Musa. I gained so much more in myself. You guys understand and give yourself grace that some of the behaviors you're, you're having are due to trauma in some core wounds, which may need a little bit of coaching support. Okay. But also understand there's people out there that will get you and there's people out there that will reject you. And that's okay. Disconnect from the outcome <laughs> with them. Connect to yourself. That's always where you got to stay. And when you do the right people, places, things will always come to you every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I've seen it in research. I've seen it in my coaching clients. I've seen it in my life. You guys, it happens. Trust that. And Musa and I will be your friend. If you go out and everybody rejects you, I don't care. Come to one of us and we'll be your friend. I'll, I'll back you. You could, see, you could tell me anything you've done or been through. I've heard it all, probably done a lot of it. Okay. So just know you have your people. They will be there. They may look different than what you thought, but they will be there. But understand some of your behavior and needing success, band-aid it, people pleasing, fawning, you know, all the stuff we've been talking about are behaviors to be safe. But what it's doing is it's creating this huge depression to continue to spiral. How's it working for you? If it's not working well, step out. Step out in the arena, my babe. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of something uh, a friend of mine asked, which was, if nothing changed, would you be okay with that? Mm. Like, if nothing in your life changed, and it was just like this, till the yeah. day you die, we, are you really okay with that? And the answer is probably no, if you have any ambition yeah. uh, or, or any sense of growth mindset, it's, it's probably going to be no. And that's what has to shift in surrounding your people or surrounding yourself with people like yourself who can see past, yeah. you know, my blinders for me. I need people around me that can see past what I'm not seeing. Call me out on the blind spots because that's that's what it's all about having support. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned because you hit the shaming aspect so hard and I'm a neuroscience geek as well. I, I just finished probably my favorite book on the subject called what happened to you mm -hmm. by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah, which mm -hmm. is yeah. recommend for everybody It yeah. is a magnificent book. And most of the trauma, most of the issues that's, that's controlling us, those safety mechanisms developed in the few early years of life that we don't even remember. Exactly. Exactly. Like the first couple of years of our lives, which we don't have a memory on most of us or vaguely, if you do, yeah. that's the experiences that are driving us today. Right. And, and that's, that's why, why you can't shame yourself because yes, you're yes. like two. And that's why when you have fear or you're not sure you can do something and all these negative emotions, what did I say earlier? It's a lie. This is stuff you were learning back when you had no tools and you were a kid and you were processing things. You are not the same person. It is a lie. And when you, when you're feeling expansive, like we've all had that, like that runner's high, you know, even if you're not a runner, like you're feeling in that flow state, right? That's your higher level self going, saying, go, 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 here you go. Here's a serving power. Go, 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 go. We have it all in us. We have it all in us. And if it's in you to do something, it feels good and you're elevating. Don't you think that's God? universe, whatever you guys believe out there is saying, yes, do yes. Truth. Good. Do yes. <laughs> Versus all this low, low. It, I mean, it, it, you're here not to just eat and pee and poop people. 
We all know this, right? So if you're depressed and you're sitting in the cycle of not moving forward and shame, do you think you're being the best version of yourself? Which I know that sounds like a redundant question. Of course not. Is it a lie? Yes. What Musa just said, it's, it, this is science, you guys. This is also why coaching is necessary to kind of uncord some of this stuff that you learn when you're six years old, that you're not even consciously aware of that you're, you're still behaving that way. And sometimes that takes a little support, but just understanding that can be enough of a light to go, dang, do it. You guys, I, I encourage you all that are still listening right now to do one thing this week that you potentially could be rejected for shamed for. I don't care if it's, I dance online crazy ass dance. Okay. I don't care if it's that. I don't care if it's saying to someone about something that you're ashamed of. I don't care. It's just tell one person, do one thing this week and see what happens. I guarantee the barometer is going to shift a little bit from depression to a little bit better. You get a person that comes to you that you kind of like, and the momentum just starts you start seeing your power, right? Your reticular activating system starts going off. You're giving it new information. I want this. I want that. Why do you start seeing red cars when you want a red car? They were always there. It's now you're drawing it in because you're saying, brain, I want this. Your brain is a search engine and it's a high achieving machine. It's a paradox. If you don't give it something new, it'll go back to your six-year-old self. Okay. It's efficient. But it's a high achieving machine. If, it give, if you give it something new, it's like, oh, okay, let's go high and right. That's cool. It has 100,000 blood vessels in it, 100,000 miles of blood vessels, you guys, 100 billion neuronal connections, nerve connections. You don't think it's adaptable? Yes. You think your quadricep, your thigh muscle is adapted by doing squats? We all believe that. Why don't we believe that giving our brain a new thought pattern, just a little one, stepping out on curves, just a little bit, it will take off. It wants to do what you want it to do. My favorite quote I say to people all the time, Moose, is this. Your brain wants to be successful all the time at anything you give it. <laughs> so if you're giving it crap, it's going to be successful at that. Yes. <laughs> if you're giving it good stuff, it's going to be successful at that too. Okay, you guys. So understand it is totally up. I know people hate hearing this. So they roll their eyes. It's up to you. And it seems overwhelming at first. I get it. That's why I said, I have a lot of tools for mental wellness. You guys, we could probably go on on another show talking about this. Number one, you got to step out in the arena. You have to do it. One thing this week, you guys, you will see a shift. And all of a sudden you get giddy about it. Oh my gosh, I can control this. You guys, your truth, your alignment, your first, you're one step away, then one step away, then one step away. What, what direction do you want your success to go in? for your highest elevated self so you can get done with this life and go, I did well. I lived my life. Or down here where I was eating ho-hos and watching Netflix. I like Netflix, by the way, you guys, I watch Netflix. <laughs> what I'm saying is just being in that state. You guys know what I'm talking about. But just sit today, if only one step. You guys, all of us that you think are successful, that's all we did to start with when we were in a hole. One step. And mm -hmm. that's, that's so huge for people because taking on everything at once and just opening up and, and unleashing everything that's been trapped and chained in the basement of your soul <laughs> at once might not be uh, the best monsters to release to whoever you're talking to in that moment. So taking it small yeah. also helps you because even a great psychologist, like even in Dr. Bruce Perry in the book, what happened to you explained the dosage that's actually healing. Yeah. And it's usually very small five minutes to 15 minutes of opening up in a, in a dosage that the person can control yeah. is therapeutic. 
Yeah. And that's yeah. where healing starts. It's a, it's small. We're yeah. not saying go and make a Facebook video of everything that you right. right. suffered, but maybe talk to that one person mm-hmm. and maybe talk to them for five minutes about how you're feeling. And that yeah. starts that momentum for opening up. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm practicing it because I've noticed for me, I've had thyroid issues yeah. for keeping it all in. My hormones weren't yeah. the same yeah. and disease was taking root in my body. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't say, oh, I'm just one of the millions of people who get this disease. It's why, yeah. what yeah. am I not doing that my body is having this ease? Yes. And that's huge. And, and I, I, I want to ask you this before we wrap up, mm-hmm. because you're, so, you're such an expert in health. Mm-hmm. And I want to just get your perspective and definition on this. Yeah. What is true health? Yeah. That is such a great question. It is such a great question. And true health is actually not health alone. True health is wellness. And wellness is actually wellness mentally, emotionally, and physically and spiritually. That's what true health is. And that's where you start. And then it becomes wellness in money, wellness in relationships, wellness in your career. Does that make sense? So Health is not good enough alone. True health is actually true wellness. And true wellness is all four components of health. (laughs) And when you got those dialed in, then we get to work on wellness and finances, wellness and relationships, wellness and career. If you don't have this together, you're not getting anywhere fast in anything else you want in this life. So true health to me is understanding health by itself is not alone is not good enough. You have to, you have to think bigger. It's actually wellness is what you need to be thinking about, which incorporates physical, emotional, spiritual, mental health. Once you get that, then you're going to win at wellness in every area of your life. Because by the way, wellness is needed in every area of your life. Wellness in finances, wellness in relationships, wellness in career, what I just said. I work with one-on-one entrepreneurs and their teams all the time. And you know where we start? Musa, we don't start with health. I change their verbiage right away. I'm like, health is a component of wellness. And if you guys want to communicate better, if you want to gain more productivity, if you want to feel like you're, you're doing your path and purpose, you like working with each other, whatever your goals are, start with you. And maybe on the team, share something that you're struggling with in wellness. Watch the camaraderie shift, productivity shift your physical individual wellness shift understand health alone is not enough that's my definition of health that is actually much bigger than we've ever given it credit for and it's actually true health is ultimate wellness which is those four components and once you get that you will be unstoppable in creating wellness in every area of your life and all the goals that you want and showing up truly how you're supposed to show up I love that. And that's, that's really the essence of the conqueror approach. The quote that gave me the name was Plato. The first and best victory is the conquer self and everything is connected. We think of health as being, Oh, the physical, like I'm in shape. I look good. And then the mental health is something separate and the spiritual health is something separate. Oh, I go to church. My spiritual life is good. No, like it's, it's way deeper. And when they all align, that's when people really achieve true flow. At least yeah. that's my belief. Yeah. 
Yes. And when you're in flow and I could just feel your flow, mm-hmm. like I, I have no doubt off this call, you're just going to continue being this way. Yeah. And you just flow. Yeah. And that yeah. is the greatest gift you can give the world. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Amen. Amen. My brother. And I love your podcast. I love what it's entitled because I agree with you. Once you conquer yourself, stand in the arena as the Spartan Mm. Sparta that you are and own it one step at a time. You guys, everything you want becomes so much easier. The hardest part is conquering yourself. That's why we're here to help each other out. <laughs> it's a journey. It's, it's a, a journey. journey that never ends. And I appreciate you for being on this journey with me, Jennifer. If you would like to give us the best place to reach you uh, yeah. and where to connect with you. A hundred percent. So I'm the most active on Instagram and LinkedIn, and it's under Jennifer Watson Leadership. And definitely let us know how we can continue to support you. I do have discovery calls to connect with you more and and see if there's something I can do to support you further. If not, you just have questions on this episode. Awesome. I work one-on-one with high level, ambitious entrepreneurs and their teams. And sometimes just the entrepreneurial alone, but I do focus on wellness and I do focus on leadership and those two together create an unstoppable person, a person that can conquer anything. So be, you know, just feel free to reach out to me. I'm here for you guys. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much for having me on. And so this has been such an honor. It is my privilege. And like I said, the greatest gift we could give is our authentic self and our time. You've done that here and I appreciate you. Everybody, please subscribe to the Soul Purpose Leadership Podcast. Follow Jennifer. She has amazing content. And if you didn't notice how amazing she is by this podcast, then you need to rewind and re-listen. <laughs> and thank you. that is all for this episode thank you for tuning in if you found any value in this episode someone you know will also please share subscribe leave a rating and review so we can reach more people have a farther ripple and a larger impact stay grateful i appreciate you and remember you are a conqueror